and welcome back to Discover Your True Self with Hans Klostermann. This uh, time I have the pleasure, my name is Alina Varvare, and I have the pleasure to have a conversation with my mentor, Hans Klostermann. Welcome, Hans. Hi, well, the, the, the honor is all mine, Alina. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hans, you know, it's been a journey together. We... Uh, uh, let me think, when uh, when did we meet? I think it was about five years ago. And what a journey that has been. Um, <laughs> I have met uh, Hans for, obviously for the listeners, I'm not known. So let me introduce myself. I'm a Romanian living in uh, uh, The Hague for 13 years now. And uh, I'm a psychologist and a certified coach. And I've met Hans. Uh, while working in the learning and development in, in my company, I was searching for mindfulness service, services for um, our employees. And Hans did a pitch together with other vendors, but obviously Hans being Hans won, uh, won our hearts as well. And then he... <laughs> we, <laughs> We've collaborated and that was the beginning of a really nice story for our organization, but into a journey into the well-being, but also for me personally, because we, uh, our relationship, I'm so happy that it, uh, you know, it deepened through the time and then I had the opportunity also to know Hans as a coach and benefit from his teaching and also join his retreats. So today, I guess we're going to talk a little bit about one of Hans' uh, uh, offerings uh, as a retreat, which is uh, nonviolent communication. So Hans, mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about it. Um, well, uh, last, last weekend we had uh, this retreat from Friday till Sunday. And um, for me, it was um, also a journey in nonviolent communication, because if you begin to study nonviolent communication, there's so much to take account with, uh, because uh, it's your voice, it is what you think. So it's not only because a lot of people think nonviolent communication is... Uh, being nice to the other person, respectful, with a friendly voice. But actually, it's also the other way around. Be very nice to yourself. Don't judge yourself. Don't use harsh words to yourself. So it goes outside, but it also goes inside. And I saw teaching this from four points of view, from the Buddha, who has, um, uh, who has uh, invented or created an eightfolded path to happiness one of the uh, the topics is uh, the right speech of course you have the right intention the right uh, way of concentration so you have a lot of right ways which the buddha is saying who lived 500 years before christ but of course in non-violent communication it is also about the right way of thinking not only the right way of talking and um so it's that, that point of view, it's from the Buddha, but also in that retreat, we added uh, this beautiful teaching of uh, Byron Katie Reed. She's an American woman who's traveled around the world with four questions. Also to reduce all your negative thoughts, because that's also very violent to yourself. 
and uh, the four violent the four questions to reduce uh, violence inside of you and to other people is uh, is it true what you're thinking and the second question is how do you know it's true and the third question is and how do you feel and you believe that thought yeah I feel miserable unpleasant and the fourth question is and if you let that negative thought go and then something happens in the spirit so we practice that then also I was taught by a very beautiful Belgium uh, nonviolent communication trainer, which is called David De Wolf. And he is preparing uh, people with beautiful heart meditations to become more soft and nicer as a preparation to communicate on a nonviolent way. So that, that, added, that added also something. But of course, we worked for 60% of the retreat. We worked with the beautiful uh, teachings and book of Marshall Rosenberg, who also just died last year, because he is the inventor of the word nonviolent communication. And he works with three very uh, difficult uh, topics for the human beings. And one is... Um, the first one is being vulnerable and showing your feelings like in, in, in the Buddha is saying, just talk in, in the first sentence if something is pleasant or unpleasant. So show your feelings and be vulnerable. The second one is, do you know your needs? Can you communicate your needs without pointing to somebody else? Because if you point to somebody else, three fingers are pointing to you. <laughs> So this is also very important to, to understand your needs. So I have a an, an, an little copy of 200 needs and people have to fill in their 10 needs and their top three. And the third part is also very difficult for human beings is the request. Do you want to help me with it to fulfill that need? And that is also for people also in Holland very difficult but because we have this affirmation. A lot of people have this affirmation. We have to be strong. We have to do it ourselves. So this is what we, what we practiced in role play. And it was supported by yoga and meditation and mindfulness. Because the Buddha is saying, if you can't be in the now and you can't notice what there is in the now, so how... Yeah, how can you become uh, conscious if you're not in the now? Yes, very well put indeed. Thank you, Hans, indeed. And I, I have to say I joined this retreat um, because I was looking forward to learn a little bit more about the Marshall Rosenberg uh, approach and model. And I think it was a, a nice opportunity. Mm -hmm. And uh, obviously Hans is uh, giving you insights from the teacher perspective and I can give the <laughs> insight as a participant. And yeah. I, I think it's a... Um, this retreat was, as the others, uh, quite a good balance between um, space, space and time and learning with yourself and with the others, because yeah. uh, you have a very uh, structured uh, uh, program in mm -hmm. which you, 
you know when you come together, you know when you need to be silent, when you need to do work or work with somebody else. And that's always nice. And as uh, Hans was saying, it was not only the, the theory and the teachings, it was also taking care of your body because yes, Men sana in corpore sana, right? So exactly. a healthy mind in a healthy body. Mm-hmm. And so yoga is supporting with that. And I think Qigong, uh, also good food, because we yeah. had a lovely, lovely food, vegetarian food, learning new recipes. Um, so it was really a good combination. Also, we had um, massage and coaching. Yes. Yeah. So there was also massage and also coaching. So if a topic comes uh, come out and you don't want to discuss it with the other per, other people in the group, then there was a coach just to to have a half an hour with that coach to to put some light and some focus on your topic. So it was a very full um, round concept. Indeed, indeed, and everybody. Um walked out with some insights or at least more clarity on the, on the aspects that they want to focus on. And there is such a wonderful sharing because you come together with, I don't know, I think we were like 17 people. Um, and then uh, you don't know each other and you might not know each other in the future and everybody opened their hearts. So something is happening there is a magic that is happening when you come together on these topics and you show mm-hmm. vulnerability. So I think the entire weekend was a really good practice of vulnerability. And um, yeah, thank you for that, Hans. Well, it's it's uh, my pleasure, of course. But also, you know, um, for me, it's an ongoing process because when I was brought up by a very uh, tyrannic uh, father, uh, this was the way I learned to communicate, very directive and very top-down. And um, when I became, when I, when I went on studying Buddhist, Buddhism and also become a monk, etc., then I realized that being that everybody is, you know, equal. And uh, I became every year I became more horizontal in my communication and not too hard like the hyena from the head but went more to the heart and to the softness of the voice and the softness of the eyes. And so it's a, it's a also a process for me that every year I'm growing into this non-violent, non-violent communication. And also, for example, because it has so many details, non-violent communication, it's such a, uh, a wide uh, range of things to improve that you can't integrate everything in one year. You know, it's a year, it's, it's a long going process. For example, when I, when I feel very good, then I think about my, uh, when I was brought up with my two brothers and we always made jokes to each other, of each other, also about other people. But when I become a monk, uh, one of the teachings is don't make fun or, or of other people. Don't make them smaller so you can feel bigger. So making joys in, um, uh, on, on behalf of somebody else is, not, is a non-virtue. So um, every time when I have a good time and in the weekend I drink sometimes a glass of wine, then this old pattern of communication comes up. 
and I'm going to make jokes on behalf of other people and I feel better. But that's an old pattern and it's not very nice to other people. So uh, I really had to, uh, to reduce that behavior and that uh, way of communicating because it can hurt other people. So you can't think about your, only, your, only, your own pleasure if you don't know how, it's, um, it's, how it will be received by the other person. So it's not nice behavior. And I had many of those. <laughs> 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 so what was the topic in the weekend you learned that you wanted to work on for the coming weeks? Yeah, so indeed, I think uh, I was thinking, what did I take with me as action points, you know, when I, mm -hmm. I, I left? So for me was um, really, first of all, making some post-its with the Byron Katie Reads questions, because yeah. I said, if I have it in front of my eyes, then I can get to repeat it, right? Because we talked a yeah. lot about it um, many times about how do you change a default, you know, a behavior that you've learned through, mm -hmm. through education and growing up. And one of the things is to be aware in the moment. And there's no better tool than putting in front of your eyes and making the choice, right? Mm -hmm. um, so first of all, I think I liked what you said that every time you interact with another and you are about to respond, first of all, make the choice of, of or be aware is it that you want to react or do you want to respond and mm -hmm. how do you do that there were three things that you said take a, uh, a breath you know in your belly you know mm -hmm. and uh, pause and then um, look into your heart and set your intention so what is it the, the intention of your response and after that use your mind to formulate a response and that mm -hmm. will will provide that space that makes the big difference between reacting and responding so i think that was one thing and it's very easy very easy to say <laughs> but you can also do yeah so make a conscious choice mm -hmm. the other thing was um as i said the questions from uh, byron katie to put it in front of my face and many times you know when i react inside my head because there's a lot of self-talk to ask myself is it really true <laughs> that yeah. i think that somebody is laughing of me or they're trying to hurt me or whatever so challenge myself on that mm -hmm. uh, belief and and the other good thing that i took out of it and i didn't know it was part of a violent communication was uh, feeling sentences or not feeling sentences for somebody else since i do have the tendency to do that and um, can you name an example yeah so i mean i'm listening to somebody and we are engaged in a conversation and many times i don't let the other person finish the sentence i just fill it in for them in a, oh yeah 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 in a tendency to like being present i'm really listening but I'm like I'm trying to guess what the other person is going to say and sometimes yeah. I'm right and sometimes people do need support you know because they're looking for words but but other times I see from the attitude that actually that is not I, I was too fast you know and actually yeah. I'm trying to put my own content there mm -hmm. so, so that's a learning and of course it's still as long as you're present as you say and you are in the moment you mm -hmm. can 
kind of distinguish between the two. So that was uh, one thing. And another thing was not offering advice, unwanted or unrequested advice. It was hein on gefracht advice. I'm still yeah. me being the Romanian trying to translate the Dutch. So yeah. when you hear somebody speaking, something comes into your mind and then You can always, of course, you can ask permission to give an advice. May I give you a suggestion? May I share with you the thoughts that came to my mind? If the person is um, wanting, you know, or at least you offer the possibility for the other to say no. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and I think that was a really valuable question. I think even practicing, you know, I got that feedback and it was really a lovely learning because it was obviously everything got practiced in a secure environment. Absolutely. And yeah, it's important what you're saying because you have to check your intention when you're giving advice. Is it your ego who wants to give advice or is it really uh, because you want to you want to be the best? Um, or do you really want to help that person? And is there space in the moment for that person to receive it? And uh, this is also especially because I'm very generous. Um, and of course, as a monk, I reduce ego, but I'm very generous in uh, because my mission in life is to reduce suffering and to increase happiness. So then I hear somebody pe- speaking and then I think, oh, this will lead to suffering. And then I really give uh, immediately. So can I can I give you some advice? And I'm advising. But actually, I'm becoming more silent and silent. And if people really want, because sometimes it helps them formulate just to hear themselves talking. So now I, I just, for the coming weeks, my topic is, not uh, directly give advice only when they ask it only not asking the question oh can i give advice if it doesn't come for them i just listen because listening is really like you know like the free little statues of a monkey you had like uh, being silent is gold um what is the second one what was the like hearing saying well Yeah, exactly. But how do we tell the how do we how do we tell the listeners? Yeah, I think there are there are like three ways monkeys, right? One is covering yes. the hear the yeah. yeah, so you need to see. Yeah. Uh, the other one is covering the eyes, you need to hear. And the yeah. other yeah, so I think it's also the mouth, you know, just be silent. Yeah, so for especially not not people I don't know, but especially my friends and my family, I give a lot of advice. But now for the coming week, my topic is just listen, say nothing. And if they ask themselves if there's space, if there's, to, if there's a silent period and they come with that, the open question um, or the closed question, um, do you have some ad- advice, then I can open up. But I'm too, too much an advisor, which I don't want to be anymore. I, as, that is my... This is my insight of that same weekend. Because so every time you really have more realizations, more insight of your own behavior because of the interaction with the group also. Yeah, it's like peeling an onion, I find, right? So it's layer after layer after layer. Yeah. Sometimes we cry also because that if you peel that onion, you know, that's also. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we laugh. 
And I think it's the intention of um, receiving the feedback with an open heart because uh, that's mm -hmm. another thing that I find sometimes difficult. I don't know how it is for you. If I take things personal, then I would be like, so, so you know, you can ask, so tell me what do you think or what your thoughts are. And sometimes you hear things and you're like, you take it to heart and you take it personal. Mm -hmm. And that prevents you from actually making a difference because it's not about being hurt. You've invited an, uh, a feedback. So then what are you going to do about it? You have a choice. You can uh, take it in or um, going into shame, guilt, blame, but then towards yourself. And that's not yeah. a space that you can learn. True. Yeah, I agree. So it's an ongoing process of learning, practicing in daily life and, um, and taking responsibility in that. Because, you know, my, my intention in life, my mission in life is to live in harmony with myself and peace and to live in harmony and peace with others. So then you have to adjust your thinking, emotional and behavioral and communication patterns because in every level, mental, you can smile, but you're thinking a lot of negative thoughts about yourself and others. Emotions in the same moment, there can be happy emotions and negative emotions like feeling guilty about uh, or be ashamed or telling something. Because in research, it's saying, research is showing that 74% people don't communicate but keep inside in private life and in business life. And that's such so much. So how can you know each other's um, uh, perception and projection if you don't communicate? So ask open questions is a very wise thing, which we don't do a lot. So what do you mean? How can you do that? Um, so, you know, all those open questions to, to get to know the other person really is, is very important in uh, communicating. And then you can share their world and there can be comprehension and there can be compromises. But if you don't communicate, that is, then there's no connection. There's no, not a real connection. Yes, rightly so. I was, while uh, I was listening, Listening, I was visualizing some of the things I've learned with you along the way in the last two years. And because besides, you know, talking about this teaching is like maybe sharing a little bit about our what changed in the process. Right. So what changed for me and what is helping me. Right. Everybody has their own filter. So what I took out of this weekend, but also from previous moments, you know, of talking to you and advising. So <laughs> thank you for that. Mm -hmm. um, so for me was this personal accountability model, the fact that you have a choice, right? So in every situation, you have a choice between uh, going on the victim path or um, uh, taking your own accountability for whatever, for a decision, mm -hmm. for a feeling, for an action. And um, that word for me, the word choice, and then setting your intention, those are very, very powerful. So in every, yes. every given moment where I'm at work or I'm at home with my kids or with my husband, I'm like asking myself, what is my intention here? 
That's one mm -hmm. thing. The other thing, you gave me a couple of questions to work with. Mm -hmm. What do I need? What do I feel? Mm -hmm. What is my choice in every given moment? That helped me a lot because before, actually, I was not very conscious about what my needs were. And many times, whether it was my husband or colleagues, that they would, we would reach to that question, what do you need? And I wouldn't know the answer of it. And only when I've started uh, uh, including it in my self-talk and asking myself in the moment, I've started to get more in touch with myself so I can express you know, my needs towards others. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I those are really, really a couple of practical things. And then it's another thing, as you said, I think mindful listening might must be the most difficult exercise for me because mindful mindfulness listening is really about emptying your thoughts and coming coming to the conversation with an empty mind, not with your yeah. own story, right? So that is the most difficult thing. Um, and very, very important. Yeah. Very important indeed. And and then what, another very useful thing, practical, it's when, we ha when I reach in a conversation, a difficult conversation, we all mm -hmm. have them, right? Of Where course. Things that we are afraid to talk about, things that we feel that there's going to be a conflict or a contradiction there. What helps me is breathe again, breathe deep, clarify my intention, connect with my heart, and go with curiosity. Curiosity to learn what the other has to say. What is his perception on things? Go for a I'm okay, you're okay type of situation rather than I'm okay, you're not okay, or you're okay and I'm not okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think these these are also the the, the basic uh, ingredients for mindful communication. So first, delete your mind and reduce every day because of all the guided meditations the number of thoughts because we have forty till eighty thousand thoughts a day, and you only need two till four thousand to function correctly or to listen correctly. So first of all, reducing the number of thoughts so mind become more empty. And you're arriving more in the moment without less distraction. So the active listening part can increase enormously. So this is important. And also check your intention. Because when you're going to use um, asking for help and the vulnerability and talk about your needs, uh, the, the intention of you can be very uh, correct. But also you have to check and feel the intention of the others. Because, of course, there will be people, um, if you are vulnerable, that uh, it gives them an opportunity to hurt you. So the, the other part, the other person, sometimes will not have the right intention uh, with you. And then uh, that's also important to talk about that. Hey, I feel hurt by, your, uh, by the things you're saying. What is your intention in the moment with me and for this conversation? So again, an open question to check also the other's intention for, and I'm talking about my own experience because I have, you know, 20 years study and we was a monk and I'm a very, I have a powerful energy field. So when I'm, when I am vulnerable and uh, in my heart and open, sometimes I see also people around me, also best friends, they take that opportunity to 
tell uh, me what I'm doing wrong in life and uh, and use this opportunity to actually hurt me. And uh, so 50% um, is mostly, I can feel that with a positive intention, but 50% there are also, of course, people who want to, jo- to take the opportunity uh, to hurt you when you open your energy field. And uh, that's also important to learn because um, you can be have the intention to be nonviolent, but other persons um, are not trained in that yet. So they think, oh, that's nice. Now I can talk about all the things I don't like about you. But again, that is violent, again, from the other person. There has to be space for me. Um, or you can say, well, now I'm vulnerable, but let's keep it positive. And, uh, you know, so, um, yeah, it's a whole process for myself and others. It is. Thank you indeed for sharing that. It, uh, it brought some thoughts indeed into my mind as well from moments when I have opened up or, you know, because you, yeah. as you say, you, you, you bring yourself and you're vulnerable and there is fear, this fear, how is the other going to react? Yeah. And then I, I've made the choice. It doesn't matter as long as I stay true to myself. I exactly. only own my space and my reaction. Whatever the others choose to react is their choice and they need to own it. And all yeah. I can say, of course, I'm aware of the fact that when I open up, there is a chance that some people consciously or unconsciously, they might use this opportunity yeah. to uh, well, attack me or tell me that they are okay and I'm not okay. Exactly. But as long as I'm anchored in myself and I truly know what I, who I am and what I need, is it really important what they think or what they say? So then I kind of learned in time, I think in also in these two years, to kind of create a, a sort of a bubble or a space, you know, like a shield around myself and say I can show I can be here I think you've been really a good model for that because you always every time we met you said look I only have one truth and that's my truth and people have a choice they can like it or not but it doesn't matter I mean that's their problem that's their choice that's their bubble right I owe my truth I know some people will not like it I, I know not everybody is going to agree with it but I stand in my space and I own who I am and this it's a journey it doesn't happen in a moment very important to keep in mind yeah and it it's it's important that you've uh, which I also um, uh, told you that the one of the visions of the the Buddha was that um, it's important you you have your own truth but if like me saying some philosophies from uh, different people it's all about reflecting in yourself what is your truth. So, um, and, and this is the nice thing about being human, that I share my truth, you share your truth, and we philosophize uh, about it. And then you find sometimes a compromise in your intentions, your thoughts, and, uh, and you create a new truth together. Yes, and I think it's... Uh... It's really coming, you know, if I think and uh, now I put my the models from the business, you know, like if I think of Thomas Kilman with conflict mm-hmm. management, right? So yeah. ideally you should be when you enter in a conflict, it's good to be in a collaboration mindset, which is yeah. a win-win type of situation. And I find that 
really holding on inside yourself the fact that I have my truth, you have your truth. There is no realities. There are only perception. That creates the space for the yeah. fact that both of our truths are are okay. You know, so we we just make the convention that this is white or this is red or this is a chair. But in reality, nobody can really say. I mean, if you decide mm -hmm. to name a chair a table, it's just a convention. And I I'm open to hear your opinion. And then sometimes mm -hmm. we do that a lot with children, right? Because children yeah. <laughs> are so much more playful, right? You have your daughter and I have my boys and and they, they're, they're like, no, 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 it's not that, it's the other one. And the, like the adult comes and say, no, 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 you, I know better. But the reality is that everything is a convention. Therefore, yeah. if you go into that space, it's such a space where you can exist and I can exist. It doesn't matter. I mean, how many reality, uh, truths they are. All of them are correct. Yeah, true. Yeah, true. I can't say nothing against that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what, I, what I want to add is that, um, but for me, in, with, with discussions or with uh, dialogues from the heart with my friends or colleagues, because this is my intention only to have, um, um, have talks or um no discussion because the discussion I, I rather use the word dialogue dialogue from the heart which i want to because discussion is already from the head to the head from a hyena to a hyena and if you are from talking from the heart to the heart from the other person i uh, we call it in marshall rosenberg symbol uh the giraffe because the giraffe has a big physical heart to pump all the blood to the little brain and uh, so the whole day I'm remembering my intention to, to stay the shiraf and not go to the hyena in my head where my inner critical uh, ego is living. So this is, this is important. But for me, the Marshall Rosenberg method and repeating it every time, like, for example, I'm vulnerable. Then people use that, like last example, use that to, criti to criticize me. Then again, I go to number one is being vulnerable hey uh, for me that doesn't feel very nice what you're saying my second one you're communicating your need my need is to have a dialogue from the heart and to uh, be kind to each other and the third one do you want to help me with it so every time repeating that structure is for me uh, a beautiful method to keep an open space and don't go to to the hyena but of course, then you have to um, be very conscious in the moment, what you feel, what your needs are. And that takes a while. That's why if you begin with mindful, compassionate communication, which I also name it, nonviolent communication is mindful communication, is compassionate communication from the heart. It takes a while. So taking that pause is the first step. And... For the first year, I continuously said to everybody, "Can I, uh, like 20 years ago, can I can can I come back to you on that? Can I come back to you on that? Because first I had to 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 look inside. What am I thinking? What am I feeling with those uh, messages? And I couldn't respond in the moment. So if you're going to uh, integrate this in your life, it takes a while to become conscious in the moment. What your needs are." 
what people are, the, the, the feeling of the intentions of yourself and the other. It takes a, a while to, to define that. Yeah, and I think uh, there are two important things that I've also learned along the way, and you might, might give me a reminder here. Uh, so one of it is figuring out what your need is, but then also be conscious on the fact that you actually need to practice how long before you can change your behavior, like uh, repeat the same type of approach until you change and you automate it, right? So you, this yeah. is on when you succeed to replace uh, the default behavior and, and mm -hmm. act like automated in compassion. What was it? 100 and something days that you need to actually uh, do this because it's it shows the like about three months, you know, you need to be able to practice and show up. Yeah, that's, that's in theory. And if you really have the right motivation and the right intention, and then it goes quickly, of course, and you put those post-its on your computer, <laughs> then yeah. it goes quickly. But in my, in my experience, it takes two or three seasons, like one and a half year, to, to uh, really change the patterns. And then you go after one and a half year, you, the, the main topics which you want to change, they're changed. But then you go to more subtle layers of the onions to change that. And every time you become more conscious, because that's also the process from unconscious to conscious, from uh, violent communication to nonviolent communication is a process of consciousness, becoming conscious in every moment, what you're saying, what you're doing, and how does it feel for you and the other person. So it's a whole journey, but so important. Life becomes so beautiful you become so much more um, connected if you start communicating and, and becoming more conscious in this way. Life becomes beautiful. Yes, indeed. And I think uh, next to that, it is um, something to keep in mind about the fact that you tend to receive the type of energy that you put out there, right? So if you bring energy and the, many times, um, and I, I've done it and I'm guilty as well, is like, why do, I need to, yeah, why do <laughs> I need to change? You know, the, where should the change start? And it should change, it should start with the other. The other needs to change. No, no, the reality is that any communication, even with if it's with ourselves, you know, we, it's, all up to us but if it is involving another person it's 50 50 it's a dance and mm -hmm. you have control only of your side of things so just Absolutely. saying yeah just saying to the other change 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 you need to change be the change you want to see right <laughs> what yeah. said. pointing fingers we can stop directly now with that behavior so uh, another one, another person can't be changed. So every time you have to point to yourself, can yeah. I just communicate my needs? Can I set my right intention? And uh, this is an ongoing uh, process of living in harmony with yourself and uh, living in balance with yourself and other people. Yeah, so it starts with you. Whatever you yeah. want to see. It's, uh, I think that helped me a lot because um, I also used to think, oh, I don't receive that and that person doesn't do that. And then, mm -hmm. okay, but then I've started to turn the tables and ask, but do I do what I'm asking the other to do? Mm -hmm. And the day when I'll be able to actually do that, that's the moment when I can talk with the other person and engage into. Yeah, and celebrate the moments and reward the moments that it's really happening and also compliment the other person 
wow, we had a nice conversation. Then it's motivating for both parties to do that the next time because you feel so relieved when a very difficult topic or even, or even not a difficult topic, but when it's in when it, when you end up the the dialogue in harmony, that gives such so much positive hormones, so much positive energy. Yeah, and connection, as you said. And connection. I mean, yeah, that is different. Yeah. Because we have two basic needs as human, that is to uh, move around, like walk, etc. It's, it's, it's very important for your system. And also to connect with yourself and other people is a basic need for a human person. Yes. Oh, it's been such a lovely time to talk to you. And I also, <laughs> I realized, I don't know where time flew. I think uh, we're past half an hour easily. So yeah. I think uh, uh, now, because we're kind of coming to the end of uh, our conversation, our tea conversation today. I'm our podcast of today. Our yeah. podcast episode of today. I'm wondering, what would you like to leave? So if you want to to give a couple like, a, I don't know, suggestion, four or five suggestion, easy, you know, to take uh, for people to take along. What would you say is the most important? Just become conscious in the beginning if you're in your primary um, survival mode. So if you want to fight, freeze or uh, escape, then it's difficult if you're in that mode to communicate uh, non-violently so first feel if you want if so, if it's threatening and there's fear if you're in this escape fight or freeze mode or then say okay i feel i'm in this mode give me some time then i can come from my primary brain my hyena to my heart and then i have the right basis and intention to start this communication over again because if you otherwise you will always defend, you will always uh, justify yourself and uh, you know you go out of connection. So uh, a condition to do uh, mindful communication is don't start in uh, the fight fright, fight the fight, flight or freeze mode. So first go to the briefing, just uh, ground yourself, become quiet, uh, long vertical breathing, and then start that conversation. Otherwise, directly the other persons go out of connection because when you fight, freeze or whatever, you just point the finger to the other and the other will just uh, go out of connection and then the whole nonviolent communication is not possible. Thank you, Hans. Well Thank you, Alina. Yeah, it's been a, a lovely tea break um, and we wish, you know, we only give warm wishes to all of the listeners out there, wherever you are, just stay into your heart and stay connected to yourself and uh, be compassionate towards yourself and others. And Hans, what would you like to say? Mm, just live from the heart and uh, try to develop in the heart kindness well thank you very much i we wish them all uh, um, good days until we hear each other here in spotify thank you Perfect. hans thank you all for listening bye bye bye, bye.